Hello and welcome ladies and gentlemen to a brand new episode of the Denalysis Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host Dan and as always I'm joined by Natalie, currently sipping her tea quite calmly. Double Game Week 32, it's thrown up some mixed fortunes for the big guns. But the beauty of such events is that they all have one more opportunity to make things right for their owners. Uh, so far we have Crystal Palace... I'm Eric Laporte, Aguero, Azpilicueta and Rashford, who have all lived up to the billing, but who knows how different it could be come Wednesday. Before we get into it, if you enjoy our podcast, I'd like to take a moment to ask you to drop us a five-star rating on iTunes and Apple Podcasts, as it greatly helps us to reach a larger, or larger audience. And you can also find us on Twitter, at The Denalysis, particularly if you have any questions you want to ask us on the pod. Right, let's jump straight in with a preview, looking ahead to Game Week 33. Because we have some games, but we have a reduced number of fixtures, Natalie. And you know what that means? Do you know what that means? No. Have a guess. A reduced number of players. Oh, well, it does. Yeah, quite. I didn't actually have an answer to that. I was just hoping oh. you'd riff. But uh, yeah. Like, you know, when people say, oh, they've got big feet. What does that mean? Uh, big shoes. So, yeah, uh, yeah exactly. Yeah, that's where that I doesn't thought, mean much more than that. That's where I thought you were going. Yeah, well, essentially that is the situation. So, I mean, it's it's hard to look at game week thirty two and make any drastic conclusions so far. But one of the teams I've just finished watching, and I was very proud of the performance, if I do say so myself, is Arsenal. Uh, they've you just can beaten be Newcastle proud of the performance because you didn't perform. If you had been performing, uh, then know, you like... could say, <laughs> even if I do say so myself, it wasn't you. Out, you had right, no okay. influence on that game. It was okay. nothing to do with you. Semantics, you know, it's fine, whatever. But I was proud of the boys then, let's say. Uh, I thought they were really good. Did you watch the match? Yeah. Did you have it on? What do you think? Mm. Anyone take your fancy? Or are you worried? No, I'm annoyed again. Uh, I want to... I wanted to get Aubameyang in this week on my wild card, lol. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't want to do that now. Why not? Because he doesn't start. Yeah, but he still scores. He got an assist. Yeah, one assist for 10.8 million. It's not worth my time, is it? Uh, see, I believe quite the contrary because... Firstly, Arsenal have a double game week. Obviously, this is a good thing. This is something that if you're building, uh, if you're making transfers and you're not wildcarding in like week 34, then it makes sense to bring people in who have double game weeks. And I think that the Arsenal lineups aren't as predictable as they once were. But I kind of feel like that's a good thing. And the one thing about Aubameyang is he does always come on because... He's the kind of player that at the end of the game, he can affect it. And obviously, if we look back earlier in the season, there was the game against Fulham where he scored two goals and assisted one after I think Lacazette had already scored two. Uh, and that was from the bench. So although I understand the logic of if there are fewer minutes, there are less opportunities to score or fewer opportunities to score. I just look at the performance of Arsenal, the fixtures they have, and the fact that he is another guy in the the golden boot race, they're a form team and they have better fixtures than the other teams. I mean, maybe you could argue that 
Spurs have a better... Well, Spurs play Man City and Brighton in double game week 35. Is that better than Arsenal playing Palace at home and then Wolves away? I don't really think it is. And Man Man City have um, Spurs and United. So that that's kind of who you're comparing them with, unless you're going to go for someone else. Mm. Do you think do you think Aubameyang is a better option than Lacazette? I think it's very hard to compare them. Uh, I think they'll potentially be games where one of them starts and the other doesn't, or they could both start together. Uh, just from watching the Arsenal performance today, the one thing that I thought was really encouraging was we were playing a clearly lesser team, but every single player put in the work that they needed to. Every time they lost the ball, uh, they made a few like sloppy mistakes here and there, but the thing was they were chasing back, they were winning the ball back really quickly, and we didn't really concede any big chances, which for Arsenal is kind of quite remarkable. I think that's two clean sheets back to back now as well for the first the first wow. time in Leno's the first time in Leno's Arsenal career he's done that. So that's exciting times. I like I personally am going for both of them. I think for the run in that we have coming up, they are the two best striker options if you compare the form and the fixtures uh, like if you put the form and the fixtures together. This could be horribly wrong, but I think that solves two problems because one, you have two very good strikers and Lacazette is quite fairly priced for what he offers. And two, you, um, wait, what did I say one was? <laughs> you have the two Lacazette good... was fairly oh, yeah. priced. Yeah, you're, you're covering the other one. So if one doesn't start, you have the, the other player starting instead. Of course, that does maybe create a budget problem, but for for my team, for example, it's not really that much of an issue because I don't have Salah anymore. And unless I want Salah back, I can kind of still have quite a good team without them. But yeah, I mean, I, I would say, like, it's one of those Arsenal boys you have to go for. I think Lacazette, uh, sorry, I think Aubameyang is the more explosive scorer overall. I think he is very, very capable of getting two or three goals in a game. Lacazette, I think, plays more of a creator role. So he will get goals, and his goal today was brilliant. He's a very good finisher, but he just doesn't get as many chances. Mm. So if you're asking me to pick between the two, I would still go Aubameyang. Mm. I think, like, to me, I'm either like, I, one, should have, uh, one should have neither of them, or one should have both of them. Okay, that's a fair, fair suggestion. So what I'm doing on the wild card, I don't. I guess I can get Aubameyang in. I might as well because Aguero isn't playing. Uh, are there any other players you would think of instead? Instead of Aubameyang or Lacazette? Yeah. I'd just keep Aguero. But what I'm doing is getting Vardy in, but just for the next three until their fixtures turn. Hmm. But if I get rid of him earlier, then I can get Lacazette in for him. Because yeah. Vardy's nine and Lacazette's 9.3. Yeah, yeah, totally. And you could, you could just have Vardy for the next few weeks. You know. Yeah, fi- I'm only going. I'm not going to have him more than three weeks yeah. anyway because their fixtures turn. Uh, yeah, and that means you can get Lacazette in in time for the double game week. So I think mm. that makes perfect sense. Uh, I, I I do think like, and I know I'm a little bit biased, but 
this is kind of the gamble I took this week. I looked at the fixtures and I thought, I mean, it's working out so far. I'm on, what, 90, 90 something points with my bench boost played. And Lacazette has just scored. I think he's on for eight, maybe nine points. I'm not sure if he's going to get three or two or, or one bonus. But like, it was very much a punt on the teams that will do well. And the teams that I look at at the moment who are in that price range their Spurs, their Chelsea, and their Man City. And Man City, the only team that I look at, sorry, Man United too, I guess. But City are the only team I look at and I think, oh, these guys have the form to carry it forward. But then if I look ahead to game week 35, like they're going to be playing two Champions League games in between, like before and uh, the Spurs game. So it's a very congested period so i'd feel much more comfortable going for these these arsenal guys in that anyone else from the team take your fancy um i guess i've been thinking about kolasinac mm, he played quite well today it he's like a constant thorn in the opposition side even though he isn't always accurate but that's it yeah um, also, my problem generally with Arsenal, which I only realised just now, is that um, of the seven fixtures left to play, only two of them are at home. Hmm. Yeah, and, and that's a good point, actually, because that is something that you'd have good reason to be worried about if you take uh, statistics seriously, because their away form has been pretty dreadful throughout the season who doesn't take statistics seriously i don't know lots of lots of people well they should people hate statistics mostly old men i'd say but (laughs) but they they have been characteristically quite poor away from home this season uh with the exception of a few games and one of the ones they did really well in i mentioned it last week it was the the game against spurs and they effectively put in a performance that was similar to the the big performances against top six sides they put in at home. So for me, what I've seen from the team recently has been an increase in both motivation, but also um, also confidence and consistency. And that's the one thing you, you really want from your players in FPL, right? You want to know that they're going to put up a consistent level of performance. That's something that I am seeing. I'm looking at Aubameyang and I'm thinking, even if he comes off the bench, he doesn't, it isn't like a roll of the dice and he comes off the bench and he doesn't do anything. He'll have two or three good chances after coming off the bench. And that shows that certain players in this team have characteristics that that are really useful for the manager to bring on at any time and can solve problems. And hopefully that translates into points. Uh, So yeah, my my opinion is that they are the two best striker options for the double game week, unless you're really backing someone like Kane to actually just get good all of a sudden. And again, we spoke about Spurs last week looking quite tired and I'd say their performance against Liverpool didn't really do much to dispel that although Liverpool weren't great themselves and Man City who have two pretty tough fixtures where I'd probably be looking more maybe a defender for for game week 35 from those guys I don't really like I want to say Mkhitaryan would be a good option mostly because of his price I think he's 6.8 6.7 at the moment 
And he was one of the players I was going to bring in this week. So I'm taking a minus four to get two starters in this week. I could go for a Leicester midfielder like T. Elements, for example, or I could go for Mikatarian. But I think the lineup is going to continue to be unpredictable for Arsenal. So that is quite a gamble, but I think I might be willing to take it as he is a player that will get minutes and, and Ramsey came off injured today. I do agree on Kolasinac. He's he's like quite a good good option. I mean that assist potential is crazy. He he is constantly getting forward, and I think he's really improved this year as well. Um, but yeah, I, for me, these are these guys are the team you should be seriously considering for that double. Moving on, Burnley. Uh, they have a guy called McNeil. He's very good. I got a lot of time for him, and he's very cheap, which we yes. love in our fantasy players, right? <laughs> yeah, um, I, he's in my team now. Really? Just for the next two, well, hypothetically just for the next two games because Burnley do need to win against Bournemouth and against Cardiff because after that they have Chelsea, Man City, Everton and Arsenal. Yeah, so this is a good short-term move. Yeah, and also he's so cheap that you can just keep around if you don't have time to get mm. rid of him. It's not going to be a problem if he's sitting on your bench because he will play. And so, worst comes to worst, he gets you two points. Yeah. I'd take it. Yeah, I really, really like McNeil. And I mentioned last week, he was one of those players that I was absolutely gutted. I, I didn't stick to my plan with in, in the free hit week. And yeah, he scored again. He just looks out of that Burnley team. He looks like Goodmanson looked last year. You know, he's the key man. He's getting all of the, the decisive contributions. But yeah, it should be said, this is... Very much a short-term option and no double game week for this guy. So hmm. particularly if you're wildcarding, whether it be this week or next week, and you don't have to worry about like hits for transfers or you can afford to make short-term transfers, I think he's one of the, the best options out there. Um, anything else to add on McNeil? No. Cool. Southampton look amazing, in my opinion. I've been saying it for a long time. Look amazing for a bottom-of-the-table team, that is. I should caveat that. Jan Valery has stood out to you, and he only costs a mere £4.1 million. It's Sell true. Sell him to me. I mean, Do I already have Bednarek, who's 3.9, mm. although I think he's 4.0 now, actually. I just got him cheaper. Two clean sheets and two goals in the last four Premier League games. Yeah. Is that enough selling? Uh, yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, and he's very cheap. And double game week 35, two yeah. okay fixtures. Uh, so if I can just... What do they have? Newcastle and Watford. Both uh, away Watford. from home. Yeah. So that's not ideal, but... It's not. But I don't really think it seems to matter that much to Southampton. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those situations, isn't it? Where they have a lot to play for. They have a good manager who is getting a tune out of these players. But... More than anything, I think the thing that sticks out to me is the fact that these are both away from home and Southampton seem to be a team allergic to possession and they just want to they just want to pick up the ball and, and run at you. That kind of suits them being away from home because if the onus is on the opposition to try and score, then they can just take advantage of that and use guys like Redmond, use guys like Valerie to, to move up the pitch quickly and, and try and score and spend the rest of the time just defending. So... I actually don't know if those two games being away is a negative. Hmm. And with Southampton, as you'll know if you listened last week, I've tripled up on them. They've been 
fantastic in my week so far because you know using a bench boost with single game week players maybe doesn't sound like the most sound logic but they kept a clean sheet and redmond assisted a goal so i got what 6 12 uh 19 points from the three of them and that's mm. as good as you can hope for from your bench so and you're having to play gun next week right yeah exactly in 33 and this is one of the reasons i brought gun in because not only do they have the double game week and I rate them and I like them for game week 32, but against Liverpool, they're probably not going to keep a clean sheet. And I'm kind of okay with that because I, I want Liverpool to win the league anyway. But the good news is Liverpool will take plenty of shots and it means he'll probably get some save points. And to be honest with you, looking elsewhere, there aren't really many other goalkeepers I'd I'd go for in that that game week i mean i don't trust chelsea at all i don't um maybe who's playing huddersfield it's leicester isn't it even leicester i don't trust against huddersfield like i wouldn't trust them against anyone so so yeah it's a it's a good situation for for southampton i think and that price cannot argue with that Mm. and he gets forward a lot so so that's the difference, isn't it? Like between him and Bed uh Bednarek, price is immaterial. Yeah. But Valerie he is getting himself in the box and, and taking shots and scoring vital goals. So if you were getting one of them now, yeah, I'd probably be looking at Valerie rather than Bednarek. But I think they're all they're all good options. And I think Bednarek got a bonus point this week as well, actually. So there is that Crystal Palace, the big winners so far, and also another team that I tripled up on. Mm. And it's worked out very successfully with Zaha getting two assists, Van Arnholt scoring a goal. I couldn't believe my eyes. And of course, Milivojevic scoring the customary penalty. That's interesting that I have two completely different Palace players than your three. <laughs> yeah. I hadn't realised that. I've basically got the whole team and you've got different players still. Yeah. They, I did look at Gaeta. One of the reasons I didn't go for him is because I felt that I wasn't sure that he was going to start every game, even though he does I'm seem to be sure the number one. I'm never sure that he's going to start. Yeah. I turn up and I'm like, is he going to be here? No, probably not. Yeah. He was even the picture on the lineup and I was like, well, he's not even playing. <laughs> and then I was but he like, was. Oh, he he was. And he did well this week. What was it? Seven yeah. points or eight points? Nine points. Nine. Oh, did he yeah. get a save point as well? Yep. Nice. Yeah, he'd made five saves, I think. Right. So, yeah, I think Palace are another team that uh, it's unfortunate that they don't have another double game week because I'd be really plumping for them now. But they do look pretty decent. So what what are you saying? You're you're keeping your keeping Wan but getting rid of Gaeta is too much of a hassle for me. Hmm. Um, I've got a bit of a goalkeeper situation, actually. And I might go without a keeper for game week 33. Despite wildcarding, I might go without a keeper for 33. Okay, justify um, this. It depends on if I can get away without taking hits further on. So, for example... Where I'm getting Vardy and I'm looking at Tielemans and also uh, McNeil, I want to get rid of them before... Game week 35. I want to get rid of at least two of them before 35. Hmm. So 
Um, but I want Ryan for 34, hmm. where Brighton have the double. And I want um, Foster for 35. Right. Where, But neither Ryan nor Foster play in 33. Yeah. So either I'll have no keeper for 33, or I'll get in like a one-week punt keeper hmm. that then I won't play again and then I can get rid of. Yeah, I, I guess it's that's kind of a, a gambling game, isn't it? So you have to look at the fixtures that are coming up and you have to basically say, I think that this keeper that I bring in will get this many points, therefore it's worth taking the hit uh, to get to get two uh, sorry to get a double game week get your two double game week goalkeepers i mean that's the thing you'd have to make two goalkeeper transfers in two weeks right that's what no you... i just need to make one because on the wild card i'll have ryan yeah oh okay and i'll have someone else and then so i have ryan ready for 34 yeah so then i don't need to worry about the other one until 35 but i can do it sooner yeah I, I if i just have a free transfer i don't see anything wrong with if you can find a goalkeeper this week that you're fairly confident they're gonna mm, you know what actually the more i think about that no because a minus four effectively means your goalkeeper gets two points so yeah. if you have to take a minus four in game week 34 mm. or in game week 35, you're kind of erasing the clean sheet that you get in week 33. Whereas you Which could is why I'm saying I might as well just go without yeah. a keeper at all this week. Yeah, because if you take a minus four and your keeper that you bring in this week only gets two points, you're then down two points, essentially. Yeah. You're, you're on a minus two, so... Unless I can do all of this without taking a point in. Yeah. In which case, that's fine. Yeah. But I haven't just finally, I haven't decided on what my actual team is yeah. yet and what how many moves I need to make. Exactly. I, I mean, I've been watching a certain man in our league this season, a man called Sam Tucker, and I've noticed that he regularly takes big, big point hits and he's been sliding down the league gradually because I think he was ahead of both of us at one point. Yeah. But that he seems to have this amazing strategy where he'll just take like a minus eight or a minus 12 every week. And it's like, that, that is not a sustainable way to do not, things. He's not doing badly at all. He would have done better if he hadn't taken oh, as I've many Oh, I just hits. got rid of my entire wildcard team. Oh, oh no. <laughs> On the actual website? Yeah. Oh, dude. I tried I to hope make you a took new... screenshots. No. Damn it. I, I take so many screenshots when I'm doing a wildcard thing because sometimes I just want to look at them and, and see how see how it feels when I look at it. Be like, mm, do I like that? I'll remember it's okay. Yeah. He's still... T I mean, he's only like 60 points behind me. Yeah. But the thing is, he would probably be doing better if he just <laughs> kept... The player, he'd probably be like top of the league if he just kept the good players he had earlier on. Do you know how many transfers he made this week? I know he took a minus 12. He did take a minus 12 this week. Was it four? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, it's just not worth it. Uh, I think it's particularly for defenders, like uh, defenders you can maybe justify on a very rare occasion when it's. And he's managed to have a goalkeeper who doesn't play. 
Oh yeah, Spironi, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I Weird. I don't understand it. <laughs> but I, I like it. I like that style of play. It's just you have to be very good at getting it right and not many people can do that every week. But yeah, I think with goalkeepers in particular, like I'm trying to think of a defender. I think it would be justifiable to take like a a minus four in that situation. And there are very few, unless you're keeping them for a for a long period. But in this sort of short term example, I just don't think it's worth it. I think you're probably better off not going for a keeper this week. Um so Palace, yeah, they did well this week. Van Arnholt was a legend, Milovojevic, as you have done here, essential next season for penalties. And I just want to mention this quickly, just because uh, I was listening to one of the other fantasy football podcasts earlier this week, and they were talking about Milovojevic and being like, oh, yeah, it's stupid, though. You can't bring him in just because he takes penalties. That's literally what we did last season. Yeah, I, I, I was... I. I was so shocked at what I was hearing. I was like, there's a reason this guy gets so many points in the season. And it's because Palace gets so many penalties. I don't... Yeah, because Zaha's just rolling around on the floor. Yeah, well, this was one of their arguments was, but if Zaha isn't fit, like, they probably won't get a penalty. No, they still get penalties. And, and this is it. Like, I'm pretty sure they still get penalties even when he's not fit because I've seen him miss a number of games and, and then get penalties in them this season. But... Yeah, Milivojevic, amazing. Uh, very, very pleased with him. And I would have actually said the game that I backed them to get a penalty in is against Spurs because, well, I, I hope that one Foyt ends up playing again because, you know, that would just be a What's banger. What's happened to him? I assume all the defenders are fit and Pochettino realised he's actually quite rubbish, so he stopped playing <laughs> right. him, but I don't know, just a guess. Uh, okay, so you mentioned Vardy already. Mm. He's he's a good one. We'll... we'll Go over those fixtures. Huddersfield and Newcastle in the next two. And also West Ham away in game week 35. Mm. So if you are if you are brave, if you don't mind sort of going for someone who doesn't have a double game week, that's actually not a bad fixture because West Ham just yeah. appear to be entirely incapable of defending now. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm, I think actually I'll keep Vardy for 35. Hmm. So I'll get rid of... Oh, unless I get, like I said, we'll deal with this later. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm going to have Vardy and Telemans for the next three, for the next two. Yeah. But then if I get rid of Vardy after 35, I want either Zaha or Batshuayi for 36 to 38, where Crystal Palace have Everton at home, Cardiff away and Bournemouth at home. Hmm. Sign me up. Yeah. Yeah. I'm into that. Three good little fixtures there. Mm. Into it. Telemans as well. He's He's a guy that I think... The more you say it, the more you mention Leicester, and I see that Huddersfield fixture. I know it's mm. just one fixture, but I'm playing the meta game. I'm playing myself now. I'm like, oh, yeah, I have to bring him in because if my alternative is Mkhitaryan and I don't know that he's going to start, I mean, I think he probably will, but I don't know that. And if I'm going to have Aubameyang and Lacazette anyway, I may as well just go for T. Elements and, and hope that he does something amazing that week. I'm just a little bit gutted because the lack of double game week makes it a little bit more short term short term than I'd like. But I think mm. I think Leicester have improved or they seem to have improved since Rogers has come in as well. So uh, I think T Elements also has what three assists already in a, a goal. So it's not bad at all considering he only joined a, a couple of months ago. Ah, Liverpool. Speak to me about Liverpool. 
So I've got Salah back in. Okay. Good for you. I re- I was really nervous the whole of the game yesterday, not having a Liverpool attacker at all. Yeah. I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. I saw you tweet about this and I felt completely the opposite. I think only because it was a big game though. I don't yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I like I just like the security of having of having them. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's that's why a lot of people have plumped for Hazard this week and it's not gone well. That's gone well, hasn't yeah. it? I mean, he has got one one game to save it, assuming he'll start. I don't even mind. I think it's funny. It is quite funny. It's especially like, funny I'm for at, me. Like personally, I'm at a point in the season where like I'm d- I've done so okay. <laughs> That really from here, unless like... You haven't shamed slipped, yourself. Yeah, unless I slip down really far, then it's a problem. Yeah. But until then, now it's like, this is funny. Yeah. This is amusing. Um, <laughs> so that's, that's where I'm at and it's fine. Yeah, I, I understand. Uh, I, I think the lack of double game week is a sad situation, but the fixtures are very good for Liverpool. Maybe the only one that you look at there that you think could give them some trouble is Wolves at home. I'm not going to say Chelsea because I don't think well, no, it will give them trouble. I thought, surely you can't be saying Chelsea. Yeah, exactly. Like Chelsea and Wolves are their only sort of bigger teams that they're facing. I mean, I'm looking at Southampton. I'm thinking that as an away game is going to be tough for them because I just think they have a manager who is good now, Southampton, well, and they haven't had that since uh, since Koeman. I do reckon um, that Mane might score. Yeah, his old club as well. Mm. So there is that. I mean, is there anyone who's old club? Anyone at Liverpool whose old club isn't Southampton? <laughs> there are a few, but not many. Okay. Yeah. So the thing about Liverpool oh, at the Dyke. moment, right? Yeah, Van Dijk. He is also an ex-Southampton boy. I almost forgot. He seems so synonymous now because people are constantly talking about him. It just feels like he's been at Liverpool forever. Mm. I feel like I said this probably about 10 weeks ago, but are their games not feeling like a little bit nervy in terms of how many goals they're scoring now? Like when I watch them attack, they have the occasional moment, but they don't look, they don't look amazing. Am I reading too much into it, do you think, or or not? I guess maybe they're playing it safe. Yeah, they're just trying to win. But yeah. but from a fantasy football perspective, it's nice if your teams just try to win. But if your guy doesn't get the goal and they're happy to hold on to a 1-0 win, yeah. then that's a problem, right? So yeah. this is this is what I'd be worried about. This is why I certainly wouldn't go for a double up on Salah and Mane and I've probably said this since about game week 18 as well but I think it is still worth having a a double on the defence the fixtures are good they are kind and with Cardiff and Huddersfield and Newcastle the three in the middle there I'll definitely be having Van Dijk and Robertson in the double game week 35 even though they only play one fixture because I'm fairly confident they'll be able to keep Cardiff out so yeah I I don't know I, I think it's fair to just not go for either of those attackers at the moment, purely because, although Chelsea are rubbish, I don't expect them to absolutely hammer them because I think, like I say, they just want to get the win. And uh, then after that, it's a double game week, so you might want 
someone from from Man City or someone from Man United or or whatever to replace mm. to replace them. But I guess it does depend how you see those teams. Like Spurs are a team that I didn't even mention there because I look at their midfield and I think there is no one. Like I would absolutely go Mane over a Spurs midfielder. Maybe maybe I would say the same about Pogba right now. So the more I talk about it, the more I think mm, maybe there is still some value in having one. It just really depends on how much that's going to affect your budget, which makes Mane certainly more appealing. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Huh. Interesting one, that. Thank you. Any any other fun things on your wild cards? Any good plans? No, not really. That's That's kind of it. So what is it uh, looking like so I can get the full picture? Oh, I can't tell you because I've just closed it. Um, Roughly. What you remember. So my front will either be Aguero or Aubameyang. Wilson. Okay. Going back to Bournemouth. Mm, and Vardy. I haven't had Wilson all season, so hmm. that's quite nice. Brooks is dead now. Brooks is dismissed. Um... Midfield, I'm not too sure. I'm not keeping Pogba, and I'm, Hazard is going straight back out. <laughs> oh, Hazard. So it's a Salah, Sterling, McNeil, uh, Tielemans, and then I haven't worked out my fifth yet. Hmm. But Decore is happening at some point. It just depends whether I need 11, whether I have 11 around him yeah. this week or not. I did have another, I did have a fifth. In, but I can't remember who it was, so I don't know. Uh, although I do quite like the look of Martial as well. Yeah. Renegade. Yeah, I, I like that. It's different, certainly. Whether he'll start is the question. Whereas I'd be quite confident, and, and I mean, maybe this is just because I know a bit more about Arsenal as well, but I'd be quite confident of Aubameyang coming off the bench every time he, he is benched. Mm. Not quite so sure about Martial getting the number of minutes required or having the impact from the bench yeah. that, that you need, because I think it's going to be Lukaku and Rashford for the most part. Mm. I do like Rashford as well. Um, How expensive is he now? Mm, 7.6. So that's, I have that's just very that reasonable. Up. If that's so true. I will check. Yes. Oh, wow. So you made it up and you were right. You're basically Thank psychic. You. Thank you. I would say that is, even though I'm not his biggest fan, and I, I think Man United actually, just a quick aside on them, they were basically played off the park by Watford and they still mm. managed to win. It feels like that is what Solskjaer's Man United is going to be like. They're happy to just concede possession and be like, we're going to sit here and defend and we're going to hit you with one quick counterattack, which I do think is a problem long term because you can't do that every game and you can't also win every game when that happens. There will come times when that tactic stops working because your striker misses those chances, those two chances they get in the game. But it's working mm. at the moment. I think actually if I go Aubameyang, I can fit Rashford in instead of Wilson. Hmm. And then maybe I put Fraser in midfield. Yeah. I don't know. Bruce. What are your thoughts on... Obviously, this isn't necessarily relevant to week 33, but 
But what are your thoughts on Man City in week 35? Do you think it's worth tripling up on them considering their fixtures or doubling? Or are you is that in, is that part of your reasoning for moving Aguero out? I'll probably just keep Sterling. Yeah, I, I'm keeping was... Sterling. I think you have to have one, don't you? Because they're Man yeah. City. Aguero was always going because I want Aubameyang. And I can't have both. Yeah. Um... No, I don't think I'd double. Hmm. I do have a little bit of a temptation to bring in Laporte for that week if I can afford it. Mm-hmm. Because he just seems to be killing it on every double game week. And uh, like I say, Spurs and Man United, they have not impressed me with their recent performances. Yeah. They look like the kind of t- kinds of teams that Man City could go and quite comfortably just play the ball around and win 1-0 and not really be be troubled by it. And I think Man City are also in a different way to Liverpool. I don't think they're quite so... Um, I don't think they they try to grind it out quite so much. They just play the ball around the opposition instead. But when they have a 1-0 lead in a big game, usually they are quite happy to just pass it between the two silvers and go nowhere with it yeah. because it's easy for them. So... That makes me think that the value in that double game week from Man City is going to be in the defensive department. But I'm also, I'm not sure if I'd take a hit for that because I guess it will be, it will be dependent on how those two teams play going forward. Watford were very impressive this week. Obviously not yeah. playing playing this week as well, but they look brilliant. And yeah, for me, it was between Pereira, Ducore. I think it was just Pereira and Ducore. Oh, De La Faye was the other one I was thinking of. But I went with my heart. I went with Pereira, who I've kind of courted all season long. And Ducore scored a banger. Mm. I saw it just now. Yeah. Good team. Um, they They look pretty encouraging for 35, right? Like they have Huddersfield away from home and then Southampton at home. Yes. Triple up, <laughs> double up. You know what? I've been thinking about Deeney as well. Yeah. He looks really good against United, actually. I don't think I will triple. I, I'll Just because of transfers in. That's the problem. Like, transfers without taking hits. So I'll have Foster, regardless. But then it'll either be Deeney or Decore. And I guess I'll decide as the weeks, as the next couple of weeks play out. I'd go Decore. He's a legend. I like he just shows up. Uh, I I love it, and when he does when he does score a goal, because he makes so many tackles and interceptions in midfield, yeah. he always comes away with all the bonus. He got points. three bonus yeah. right this week. Exactly, he always seems to do it when he scores in a game. So yeah, I really really like Decore, and I'm a little bit gutted because it was there was one moment where I just like sat up in bed and thought I'm bringing Decore in, and then I didn't do it because <laughs> I thought about it more, but. Can't really complain. I'm on like 94 points so far, mm. which is banging. What's your game week rank? Did you see my message about Sarah? I with did, a, yeah. 103. I looked at her team and I was like, you bitch. So for mm. for listeners who are not aware, someone that Natalie works with was ranked, what was it, 105th? 103. She's 103rd game week rank before today's game. Which is ridiculous because she doesn't eat, she doesn't care about football. No, she, she looked, said she, she was like, quit multiple and, times this season. No, she's only quit once or this once. season. Last season, she quit like five times. Um, 
yeah, she was like, oh, yeah, so I thought I'd look at my team. And um, and it's gone very well for me. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> if, it hadn't, if it hadn't gone well. Like, think of all the times, all the times this season, I know you've looked at your team and it's not gone well for you. And you just haven't mentioned it. That right there is confirmation bias in its purest form. I am mm. good because the one time I looked here, I did well. She does have a weird team as well. Because I compared. I was like, no, <laughs> not on my week. Sarah can't beat me on my week. Yeah. but It's Van Arnholt and the triple captain Aguero yeah. that did it. But I think she only has like seven players left to play. And I had like 10 when I looked. So I was like, yeah, that's good. She had a double up on Everton. I think it was Sigurdsson and Pickford. Pickford, probably. And I She's think he Pickford got like nine season, points, yeah. So uh, it was a very interesting team, to say the least. But I think I might, I might be able to overtake her if my double guys do well. Mm. I hope so. And anyway. especially if like Aguero doesn't start or whatever. Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of what... That's what I'm really banking on yeah. this week. Despite I'm really hoping Aguero, it. I'm really hoping that he doesn't play. Well, that's it, isn't it? Because he's so highly owned that the situation we're in is we haven't captained him. We've captained Sterling. And, and I don't even mind if Sterling doesn't play either. I just want Aguero yeah, not to play. Because anyone who has captained him is getting further away from you. So, uh, And yeah. we have seen quite a, a few triple captain Agueros pop up in our, in our mini leagues. So something to look out for. But I... He did come off injured, didn't he? And he... I feel like he won't be risked. It's hard to say for sure, but... What, are they playing yeah. Cardiff? Yeah. He's just got to play Jesus, surely. And then he'll bring him on if they're losing. Yeah. I'd be shocked if they're losing. Chelsea. How bad were Chelsea? I, don't, I assume you didn't watch the game because it was boring I as hell. I did watch the game. I did watch it. No, I had it on. I wasn't yeah. watching it. No, I did the same because... I kind of thought before the game, this is going to be bad. Cardiff make those games ugly and Chelsea are not good at the moment. They just don't create good chances ever. Today at work, two men were decided, the Chelsea fan and the Spurs fan were arguing about who was worse. Oh, really? The Chelsea fan was like, no, we're worse. Oh, that's and the Spurs so, fan that's was so like, cute. no, we're worse. <laughs> yeah, that is kind of kind of adorable because... They are both doing very bad. But it's encouraging. I like to see that because obviously it means my team, we keep winning. It's great. So how do we do in our clean sheet cup so far? I think I said Southampton, didn't I? No. Did I not? Who did I say? You said. If I said Liverpool, I swear I'll spark someone. You said Man City. And what was the Man City score? Who did they play? How have I (laughs) forgotten it? Fulham. Yeah, they won 2-0. Yeah, they did keep a clean sheet. Yes, I got a point. But I say Crystal Palace. And they also got a point. So we're... Yes, <laughs> we're so nothing again. has changed. At least there wasn't a 0-0 that we could go for, though. What, what were the midweek predictions? You said Watford. Against Huddersfield. Against Fulham. Oh, Fulham, yeah. Sorry, I was looking at the wrong week. And I said Man City. <laughs> against Cardiff. Against Cardiff. So two more points, I guess. Mm, the Watford know. one's a bit more edgy, isn't it? Yeah. I've had a few, technically, looking at my team, I'm counting that I only had one blank so far. <gasps> and I'm counting Van Dyke as the blank, even though technically Kiko Firmenia, uh David Silva and Raheem Sterling have all blanked. Uh, and Foster, actually. But I'm like, no, they've got a second game. 
It's fine. Yeah. As long as they score in the second game, we're all good. Well, as long as half of my players actually play in the second game, that'd be are, ideal. Are you confident or worried about that? I'm confident that Cathcart will play. Hazard should. Um, Lindelof is clearly dead, hmm. so that's annoying. Yeah. Uh, I was pretty fortunate and, to get Kiko coming on for an yeah. injured Jan Matt. That was nice. And I'm hoping Jimenez plays. Yeah, I was surprised to see him bench for this one. Did they lose? Yeah, they did 2 0 to Burnley. Oh. Which is a big well, result. That was to a Burnley. mistake, wasn't it? Yeah. But also not really a big result because Southampton won as well. And Brighton have like two games in hand or, or something ridiculous. It's going to yeah. be good though. I'm looking forward to it. So, do you want to talk about anything else? <laughs> no, do you? <laughs> For the podcast? Do you? I mean, I'm just riffing on, on what happened this weekend. I can't remember if anything else good happened. Not particularly. Oh, there was that West Ham Everton game, but I don't care about West Ham or I don't care about Everton. So, that's my feels. Yeah. Okay. So, Everton, they're kind of a bit of a tricky one to talk about because of the lack of, lack of double no game week. But. What I was going to say, I was going to tweet this the other day and then I didn't because I was like, oh, actually, no double game week, no one will care. But Sigurdsson is like the top, in the top six for midfielders, uh, midfield scorers this year. He's just cracked up in there. The team that, the first draft of the wildcard team that I had before where I was at just then, I had 7.3 in the bank. And you looked at Sigurdsson. He'll fit. (laughs) He will fit. Uh, and then I'd what carry, will he, I'd carry What on else and... will he do, though? Yeah, I don't think their fixtures are, are terrible to the end of the season. It's just like, ugh, it's a bit late. Like, he's mm. the kind of... I just find that I kind of interesting care. because it feels like he's never been good this season, even though he has picked up a few goals. But he's actually had his best goal-scoring season ever in the Premier League. Really? Yeah. That's quite impressive. I think it was when, when he scored against uh, Chelsea. It thing came up on the on the screen it was like best goal scoring season ever in the premier league and i was like what this is crazy yeah. it feels like he's had one of his one of his worst seasons this year but i guess it shows over the course of the season like if you put sigurdsson in the start you'd actually be doing okay now i mean you wouldn't be tearing it up but you would have got a, a significant amount of points west ham look awful i i feel sorry for anyone who still has west ham players Yes, I just saw this evening a a thread on the FPL subreddit of Felipe Anderson replacement thread. And I thought, who hasn't replaced him yet? Uh, yeah, I actually think quite a lot of people have him still. It's amazing. The, you actually put this in the notes and I didn't mention it, but Wolves defenders, you said to get rid, right? Yeah. Bin them off. And this kind of ties in with the Felipe Anderson thing, because what? Like, he picked up an assist in the blank game week, was it? And that's like... Yeah. That's like all he's done for the last seven or eight weeks. And I think there's maybe a little bit of that with the likes of Matt Doherty, where Mm. you have this kind of historical bias where you're like, oh my God, he did so much for me earlier in the season and I've got so much invested in him, I cannot let him go. I personally obviously got rid of him ages ago, maybe a little bit too soon because he still was scoring goals after that. But it feels like we've reached a point where Wolves do not keep clean sheets ever. And 
he also doesn't score goals. So yeah. what is the point? Just get someone who keeps clean sheets instead. Just spend that money elsewhere. There are options. Yeah. And I don't think they have the best double game week. Who is it? They have Arsenal and someone else. And Brighton, I think. Brighton. Yeah. It sounds okay on paper, but this is the thing I really want to get away from. Like this week, the teams that look good on paper, like a lot of them haven't, maybe I'm uh, like thinking of Spurs, for example. I know a lot of people went for Kane in the end and I was quite surprised to hear on other podcasts, people talking about, oh yeah, I'm going to go for Kane. I was like, why? why? Like, Are they okay? <laughs> his form has not been that that good that i'd want to like bring him in even on a free hit and the fact they were playing liverpool away and then palace at home i kind of thought about this after we we did the pod last week i was like is it a good thing or a bad thing to be at a new stadium and i remember there was like an old quote from thierry Henry where he speaks about when arsenal moved from highbury to the emirates he found it really hard because at highbury he knew like where the advertising 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 hoardings were and he kind of had in his mind's eye like a good idea of where he was on the pitch but when he went to the emirates it was completely different he had to adjust to it and he felt that it was it was harder to play on that pitch just because it wasn't something he had that familiarity level with Mm. and i wonder if that almost puts spurs on a more level playing field with their opposition where they don't have that familiarity built up although there will theoretically be a big buzz around the stadium i could absolutely see them losing that first game especially considering how badly they've been playing they're on their longest winless run in seven years or something john at work said that they'd got like one one point from 15 or something and i thought it it doesn't even sound right does it you're like what but yeah Considering they were the team that just kept winning while playing badly, now they're (laughs) playing badly and not winning. When he said it, I thought he meant 15 games. Yeah. And then when I just repeated it, I now understand that he meant from 15 possible points. I was going to say to you, yeah, that that is something that sometimes it sounds worse because of the way it's phrased. Yeah. But no, it's, it's bad times for Spurs and i got to say, I'm enjoying it. I hope it lasts because we're now in third position and Spurs have dropped to fourth. Right. Mm. Um, I think I'm about done. We don't... Do we need to do... Oh, we do need to do Clean Sheet Cup, don't we? Because... We do need to do a Clean Sheet Cup. Okay. And also, I haven't done anything on Denialis' Domestic yet because... The week isn't over. There's, there's so much more to go. Although Dan is currently ahead. Am I currently top? By quite a margin. Oh. Yes, this is the moment I've been waiting for. Oh, amazing. It'll be nice, though, if you do do it, because then we both would have been top scorer in our own league at some point this season. Yeah, and it's a it's a big league now. It's exciting to be in that position. Mm. Okay, uh, I, who goes first? I mean, are we still I tied? I can't remember who went first last time. I think you did. Okay, well, then you can go first. Yeah. Uh, Although then you would have gone first for the second round because it would have been ABBA. Oh, God, we did ABBA, didn't we? Yeah, I think I was the middle two. Okay. So I go first and you go second. Okay. Yeah. If you're sure. This isn't a double game week, so it's fine. Minimum confusion. Uh, Okay, what we got? We got 
am I looking at the right week? I should be looking at, looking yeah. at 33. Friday, Friday night. Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Okay, so Southampton, Liverpool. I have a sneaking suspicion that Southampton are going to get a goal in this, which means I'm not going to dare to go there. Oh, this is quite a tough one. Oh, yeah, you know, oh, he can't play, can he? I was going to say Ings is back, but he can't play, so it doesn't matter. Is he on loan? Or did they yeah. sell him? Oh, right. No, he's on loan. Oh, that sucks. Uh, yeah, I feel like Liverpool are making some silly mistakes at the moment that is uncharacteristic of their defence. I'm going to have to say Crystal Palace. I mean, I can't really back <sighs> Arsenal to keep a third clean sheet in a row. That's just too risky. I wanted Crystal Palace. <laughs> so that's Crystal Palace away to Newcastle. Back in a clean sheet there. You can have the Huddersfield opposition. I'll have to. Is the... is... No, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to have Burnley. Away to Bournemouth. Yeah. Yeah, that, that actually sounds When I was plausible. thinking about my, my one-week punt keeper, mm. it's Heaton. Yeah. There's no other options here. It's Heaton. Yeah. It's one of those depressing ones where it, I think it'd feel really good to do that bring him in and get like the six points or whatever or maybe nine if he gets a clean sheet and gets like some bonus or whatever but also the likelihood is it just won't happen yeah um something we haven't talked about is captains for 33 okay because i've just looked at this seen liverpool's on the friday and now i've got no idea what to do so what what are you going to do salah i don't i I don't know i haven't really thought about (laughs) it but that means that all of my Southampton and Liverpool players are off the Off the cards. table, yeah. I might have to keep Hazard just so I can captain him for the Monday. No, don't do that. I think West Ham might actually win. I would, if, if that was at 3pm on Saturday, I'd be putting a West Ham win in my accumulator. It's, I guess it's an Arsenal captain then, isn't it? Yeah, for me it is. The question, the question is, do I go Lacazette or Aubameyang? Because I'm going to have both of them this week. and. Yeah. Captain one and vice the other. Well, yeah, it makes perfect sense. I think I'll probably go for the the Aubameyang because, like I said earlier, even though Lacazette... I was going to say even though he's getting more starts, he's not really. They have been rotating and playing together. But I think Aubameyang just has the opportunity to get two or three more more than Lacazette purely because of his movement. I Yeah, I think I'll go for Aubameyang. And the question for me is just whether or not I bring T. Elements in or Mkhitaryan for a minus four. I think I'm probably going to end up doing Mickey. It's risky and I don't like it's it. It's risky, but this is kind of what I want to do. I want to take some risks that other people won't take. And I think it's almost guaranteed that he'll get sort of 20 to 30 minutes in this game, especially considering the way he played. is It's not Champions League this week, is it? That's not till later. No, it's not until the week after. Right, okay. So, yeah, there'll be no Europa. I don't know. I, I want to do that because I've, I have fond yeah, memories. Yeah, Europa isn't until next week. Yeah. I, have, I just looked. I have fond memories of when Mkhitaryan and Aubameyang first signed for Arsenal. And I think Mkhitaryan got a hat-trick of assists against Everton away from home. And Aubameyang scored either one or two. 
and it was just an absolute route. It was amazing. I'm hoping for a repeat of that, but we shall see. We shall see what I do come 3 p.m. Friday or something. When's the deadline going to be? Seven. <laughs> Seven on Friday. Yeah, but I'll make my changes early because you know I'm probably going to end up at the pub or something and forget about it. So that's that. Let's wrap up this podcast, yo. So the good thing to do, if you're a fan of the podcast, is rate and review us on iTunes. It'd be much appreciated. As I said at the beginning of the podcast, it helps us get out to a larger audience if we have lots of five-star ratings. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at The Denalysis, and you can also email us at hello at the denalysis.com. Uh, I hope you all enjoyed the show, and hope you have a great remainder of Game Week 32. Just don't overtake my team, because... I'm doing really well this week and it would be really cruel of you to take that away from me. Thank you for listening, everybody. See you later. Bye.